College football picks with the bandit. I'm Smokey. We're coming off a of week six where at the outset it didn't look that exciting. It turned into a thrilling upset weekend. Then uh, heading into week seven, we've had some huge breaking news. One story after the next, and that's going to lead into a week seven of unbelievable matchups. What do you got to say about all that, bandit? Well, Smokey, I got to tell you, the uh, this has been a very—I uh, I can't remember a week in college football that's had more news off the field than this week. Um, we're going to cover it all on the show. Um, let's start with the first story uh, that that was big that came up, and that was Will Greer, Florida quarterback, suspended for a year performing this enhancing drug test. Uh, what are the? There's a lot of misconceptions out there. There's a lot of misinformation. What do the listeners need to know about the situation? Well, the first thing they need to know is never to read the Miami Herald. Because... because they, they reported the wrong drug, correct? Uh, I believe it was the wrong drug, and uh, the weight that they used was way off. Uh, I mean, the Miami Herald has you mean, had a... You mean how much weight he, he gained during, that's, during the offseason? That's they, correct. They, they reported like 45 pounds or something, right? That's correct, that's correct. The Miami Herald has a long hatred of Gainesville. I think the Miami Herald has a long hatred of anything north of Fort Lauderdale. And I mean, don't, don't, don't get us wrong, though. I mean, Will Greer's still an idiot, right? I mean, the, 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 you're not disputing that he should, he should be suspended, right? Not at all, and I'd, I'd call him a selfish idiot, actually. Okay, okay, uh, explain I mean, he's he's screwing the entire team here by whatever he did. And, and I, I'm still thinking, because of the severity of the one-year suspension, there's more to this story that we do not know. Maybe this is not a first-time testing positive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the other thing that the listeners need to know is that uh, in order for them to suspend him a year... That means both his A sample and his B sample had to be positive. So that means that they've already, basically he has two uh, piss samples, for lack of a better term, that have tested for whatever the banned substance is. So it's pretty clear that he took it, and I think he's admitted it. There's no question there. This, screws, this screws Florida so bad, because you're not only talking about this year, you're talking about all spring training where you can't have him in a quarterback battle, and then you're talking about half of next season. In the NFL, I believe it would be he can a f- practice though. He can practice. So yeah, he can. He can do spring. He can do spring practice. But you can't put him in a quarterback competition because he's not going to be playing the first half of the season. This suspension is ridiculous. I understand it for the rest of this year, but it should not be going into the next year. In the NFL, I believe it would only be a four-game suspension. Yeah, that's that a huge difference between NCAA and uh, uh, the NFL. You know, I, I think that it's you know it's currently the one year suspension, so it goes through the first seven games of, of next year. I think the appeal process. The other thing the listeners need to know is that uh, Will Greer can appeal this. Um, he can't really claim that he didn't know what was in what he was taking, and he can't really get the the, the appeal overturned. That's not going to happen. What can happen is they can cut it in half, right? So they could say, 
it's a one-year suspension, but we're going to enforce it based on the fact that you've, you're a good kid and you haven't gotten in much trouble before uh, to half a year. And I think that's what they're going to do here. He should have just beat up his girlfriend. Yeah, it would have been only a one-game suspension in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think that that's probably where it's going to happen. I think that this was probably a workout supplement that he took. Um, I don't think it's as nefarious as or as bad as the anabolic steroid substitute that the Miami Herald uh, has reported. Um, I don't think that it, it, it is that, that drug. I can't even remember the name of it. It's a, it starts with an R or something like that. But uh, it's, uh, I don't think it's as bad as, as people are saying. But, yes, I, I do think that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. And possibly, I'm thinking maybe the first one or two games of next season, possibly. Yeah, if if anything goes above and beyond this season, that is way too harsh. Unless there's okay. more to the story that we don't know yet. Okay, the last thing that I want to say on this, because we spent a decent amount, but it's a huge story uh, coming out of Gainesville. But the last thing I want to say on this is uh, looking at this drug policy. I didn't even know what the NCAA drug policy was. Why have we never heard of another athlete that I can remember being suspended? Because nobody in college football besides Will Greer does performance-enhancing drugs. Okay, okay, that's uh, that's possible, but I'm like, I just I just can't believe it. We're, do you think that we're going to get more, uh, you know, suspensions in the future? Are they are they now cracking down? What what, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. This came so far out of left field when I heard it the other day. I was just like, no, that can't be right. And and some of the media like brushed it like it was no big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kid test positive performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, he's suspended a year. Next story. Um, I think that's part of it because of the, the news that we have uh, to deal with in the in the rest of the week. We had Sarkeesian and Spurrier. We're going to get to them when we get to their games. Okay. So right now, I want to cover the spread on Florida LSU. LSU opened, I think, is about a five to six point favorite. LSU's up to nine and a half point favorite at home against the Gators. Who you like in this one? Well, I will not be putting any of my shekels on this game for sure. But I'm going to take Florida in the points. I mean, our defense is still on the field. I think the defense is going to be so ridiculously fired up that it's going to be a three-point game. I don't know which way it's going to go, but I think it's going to be a three-point game as long as the defense shows up like wild men. Okay. I think if the defense can stop Leonard Fournette, that is really the issue. And I have felt like our defense, uh, frankly, has not been challenged. And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but what, like, running attack have we faced that is any good? Well, the Tennessee quarterback ran all over us like Tommy Frazier. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, Tennessee, ran all over us. Jalen Hurd actually didn't have a bad game. Um, they ran for a lot of yards against us. I don't think that bodes well. I, I think our defense is overrated. I'm going to say it right here on the show. The defense is overrated. I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to take LSU to cover here because I, I, I don't think Treon can get it done. I don't think he can throw over under 10 completions. Over. Over. Over under uh, 15 completions. I'm going to say over. I'm putting 16 or 17. Here's an over-under for you. Over-under 16 completion for LSU's quarterback because he sucks too. 
Oh, that's the under, definitely. But they're not going to need to because uh, last last thought on this game, um, over under 150 yards, Leonard Fournette. Just rushing? Rushing, yeah. I'm going to say under. Okay, I'm going to take the over on the 150. I think he's going to run for like 175 plus in this game, and that's why I like LSU to cover uh, the 9.5. Well, let our listeners let us know. Over, under, what do you want to say, 16 for Florida completions? Yeah, go ahead and say 16. That's a good number. And over, under, 150 for Leonard Fournette rushing. And you could tweet us in at SmokeyBanditCFB or email us in a longer answer at SmokeyAndTheBanditCFB at Yahoo.com. All right. Smokey's always on the ball with the Twitter handle and the email. Um, going on to the next game, we wanted to cover that one first. Uh, there's a, actually some decent Thursday night football, uh, and we got to cover it. So we've got Auburn at Kentucky. Uh, Auburn's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like here? I thought about locking this one in, but I didn't want to screw up a game already on uh, Thursday. Yeah, th- th- nothing will, will ruin your weekend than missing your lock on Thursday. I'm going to take Kentucky to win this game outright. All right, I'm agreeing with you. And Auburn is just – they're already thinking about next year. Uh, I've got a couple of predictions later in the show. Um, one of the things that I, I'm looking at here is I don't think Auburn will be bowl eligible. Um, it's, it, it's completely possible that they will not be bowl eligible this year. Kentucky, I think, is a team on the rise. You know what we call that. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're, you're saying, well, let's talk about some of the predictions that we've had on the show. Well, no, you're, you, you, first off, you know what they call Auburn not being bowl eligible. They have a name for that. The Muschamp effect. Ah, that is what Muschamp does to you. He uh, he makes you bowl uh, bowl ineligible, or he winds up uh, making you go to the Meineke Cartel Bowl. One of the two. I don't know which is worse. Which is worse, missing a bowl or playing in a really bad bowl? Is it true that the Gators had to pay their own way to get to the Meineke Cartel Bowl? <laughs> I think they did. I think they did. But um, but anyway, I agree with you here. I'm going to take Kentucky in the points. I like them uh, at home, uh, short week, Thursday night game. Uh, I think they win this game outright. Um, all right, second uh, big Thursday night game, we got UCLA at Stanford. Haven't heard much about this game, but this is a pretty big deal. I mean, UCLA did already lose, so they're out of the, the playoff uh, consideration. But who, what do you think in this one? I wouldn't say they're out of the playoff consideration. Most likely, yes. What's the spread on this game? Yeah, I'll say Stanford covers this game because the game's up north. Okay, okay. Well, I am uh, going to disagree with you here. I'm going to take UCLA. Uh, I think they probably had their bad game. I do think that they're out of the playoff uh, consideration, but I think Josh Rosen can uh, get it done. Um, Rosen, Rosen, whatever his name is. And I like UCLA. to. to I like them getting the six and a half points. All right. Going on to the Saturday games. Going to do a couple of rapid-fire ones real quick here. We've got uh, Iowa at Northwestern. Big game. Iowa, two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this is two unbeaten teams, right? Or actually, Northwestern has the one loss, right? Northwestern uh, got shellacked yeah. by Michigan. 38 nothing. Right. They got absolutely killed. 38 nothing, right? Yes. Okay. Who are you liking this one? I can't take Northwestern seriously after losing to Michigan 38 to nothing. So, 
Give me the 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 Bethard guys. Okay, I'm going to say that this is just a, a a function of a team that doesn't play well on the road, and um, you know, I like the fact that they're at home. I don't think that Iowa's as good as as their record indicates. So I'm going to take Northwestern in the points. Um, game that had some you know national uh, playoff implications because a lot of people love Baylor. And they're four. Baylor's hosting West Virginia. Baylor's a twenty-two and a half point favorite. Who do you like here? Let's see here. Seventy to twenty-eight. That covers twenty-two, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, give me uh, Baylor, and I'm going to lock this in as my lock of the week. Oh, look at that lock right off the an early game. I like it. Um, I agree with you here. Um, I'm going to take Baylor as well. Uh, yeah, West Virginia is just not a very good road team. They're uh, they're not bad at home, but you know on the road they've just been horrible this year. I think they've got two road losses. Actually, they've got back to back losses. One of them on the road at Oklahoma, and then they lost to Oklahoma State at home last week. I think they're reeling, and I think Baylor's gonna gonna give them the knockout blow here. Um, the team that you cover, uh, at least in our conversations, uh, you're always talking to me about Tulsa. I always hear that from you. I don't know if you're a closet Tulsa fan, just like their their passing attack. But they're going to East Carolina. I put it in the podcast because of you. East Carolina, twelve point favorite. Who you like? Yeah, I'm always using uh, Tulsa players in my uh, my DraftKings plays. I like their quarterback. I'm blanking on his name, of course, but I'm going to take Tulsa to win this game. Uh, I think t- it'll at least be a close game. I think uh, ECU's not very good. I think Tulsa should be able to keep it within 12. Okay, I agree with you here. I'm taking Tulsa and the aerial attack, and whoever this quarterback is, um, I believe it's Evans, right? Dane Evans? Yes. Okay, okay, that's the guy that you want in your DraftKings lineup. Um, I think he can pass all over East Carolina, and I like him as well. The over in this game, by the way, um, is 77 and a half. Yeah, he's always much cheaper than Boykin or Elliott, who are always your two most expensive quarterbacks. So if you're looking for a cheap one, here's a team that passes and passes and passes. Yeah, that, 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 that's a very good point. All right, so we get to uh, a decent uh, game for Florida State here after the win against Miami. They uh, are hosting Louisville. Florida State's a seven-point favorite. Who do you like here? If this game was in Louisville, I'd take Louisville in the points, but... At Tallahassee, I'm going to take Florida State to cover. Yeah, I think Dalvin Cook's going to have a big game here. You know, Louisville, if I recall correctly, um, lost, I think, early in the season to, like, Auburn. Got run over a little bit, but kept it kind of close at the end against Clemson. Probably going to be similar to the Clemson game, but Clemson was at home. Now they're on the road. So, yeah, I like Florida State to cover the seven as well. We agree on that one. All right, three in a row we've agreed on. Let's see if we can differ on one. And I think I know which way you're going on this one, but I could be wrong. Alabama uh, got the win last week at Texas A&M. Alabama's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like here? Oh, you definitely know what I'm going. This, you're going A&M. I'm, I'm going, going A&M. A&M. Easy call. Give me A&M. Alabama, this is not Forrest Gump's Alabama. Yeah, I agree with you too. Um, I went to a uh, actually a, a friend uh, who's a big Alabama fan to catch the beginning of this game, and um, he was yelling, and they looked really bad uh, last week against uh, Ole Miss. Or was it Ole Miss? I'm trying to remember. 
No. Uh, Alabama played uh, – Alabama already lost yeah, Ole Miss. Arkansas. They, they, yeah. Arkansas, a team that they should have handled easily. They, uh, they already lost Ole Miss, you're right. But uh, Arkansas last week, they played horribly. Um, I like A&M as well. I was kind of teasing that I was going to take Alabama here, but I'm going with A&M. I'm a believer. I'm sticking with the Smoky on that one. A um, couple of quick good games. Nebraska at Minnesota. Minnesota two-point favorite. Who you like? This is a tough one, and guess what? I oh, flip-flopped. I flip-flopped on this game more times than a fat man in a waterbed, and I landed east. Give me Minnesota. All right. Uh, that's five in a row we agree on. Um, we do the picks before the show. I've got Minnesota as well uh, to cover. I like them at home. They're a better team at home than a lot of people give them credit for. Um, all right. Oklahoma at Kansas State. Oklahoma four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like? I just know Kansas is bad at football. I always forget which one's worse, Kansas or Kansas State. But give me Oklahoma, although Oklahoma's bad at football now, give me Oklahoma State. Uh, well, it's not Oklahoma State. It's Oklahoma. But um, oh. give you Oklahoma to cover the spread. <laughs> um, Kansas State's actually the better of the two Kansas teams. Um, I believe last week uh, Kansas State went pretty, you know, uh, I think I can't remember who they played. They, they played somebody very, very close. And I was surprised by it. Um, it was probably, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly. Is that Mangione guy still there? Yeah, they played TCU close last week, is who I was thinking. But um, no, Mangione is not at Kansas State. He was at Kansas. You're getting your Kansases mixed up. Uh-huh. But the uh, uh, but they, they played TCU pretty close last week. Had a chance to possibly pull the upset. But um, but they didn't. Uh, but I like them here, so I am going to take Kansas State. Do you know what the best football team in the state of Kansas is? Um, no. Leavenworth. Leavenworth. Leavenworth Prison. Nice, nice reference, by the way, there. Um, all right, so we got Virginia Tech at Miami. Miami is six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who you like in this one? Hmm. Did a lot of flopping this week like a fat man in a waterbed. There was more than one. Ah... Uh, I think I'm going Miami on this game. Virginia Tech is Frank Beamer's looking uh, Spurrier old. Yeah, we, we, we had that conversation when the Spurrier news broke about comparing him to other uh, coaches. And frankly, you know, uh, pun intended, Beamer is uh, on the slide right now. He's, he's starting to uh, put up some, some really mediocre seasons after winning 10 games. You know, routinely. Would you say that um, Frank Beamer looks like a fat man on a slip and slide? He looks like a fat man on a slip and slide. That's right. He's sliding. He's sliding downhill like a fat guy on a slip and slide. That's absolutely right. Um, so I'm going to take Miami in this one. I'm going to. I'm going to take them. I agree with you. They're going to cover the six and a half. Um, the coach, the old ball coach. Uh, we should call this. Uh, what, what did you say, uh, Smokey and, and the Nostradamus? Is that what you called it? You nostracized this. I nostracized this. That's good. Because I've been calling, I've been, uh, I guess those who listen to the podcast know that I've asked you if Spurrier is done at South Carolina for about three weeks straight. And you've, you've said, no, I think he's got like a couple more years in him. That is true. I said he was one and done this year. I thought he'd make it through the uh, the regular season. Didn't even make it through that. Didn't even retire. ESPN gets it wrong again. Um, he actually resigned. And uh, now, what does South Carolina got to do? They just got to 
continue the season with an interim coach and a lot of turmoil, right? Yeah, too bad you can't nostracize games as good as you could coaching changes. Ah, that's right, that's right. Because the other one was, was one that you nostracized that we'll get to later in the show. The other big coaching change uh, in uh, in the news. But uh, who do you like in this game? What's the spread? What are the, what are they got it at now? South Carolina is a two and a half point favorite over Vanderbilt at home. I gotta think, even without Spurrier, as bad as South Carolina is, they're still not Vandy bad. Give me South Carolina to cover this game. All right, so I, I, I thought about this, and I just cannot take South Carolina, considering that Steve Spurrier was so fed up. I mean, how bad does the program have to be that Steve Spurrier's just like, I'm out, that's it, I'm out, I'm done. Uh, my prediction is that uh, South Carolina will not get a, uh, an SEC win this year, and it's pretty easy for them because they've got Vandy, they just have to lose this game. Then Texas A&M, then Tennessee, then Florida. So if they can just run that that, that gauntlet without a win, they're going to go winless in the SEC. Not sure the last time they did that. But uh, I'm going to take Vanderbilt in the points uh, here. I, I have no faith in South Carolina. Um, we've got a, another playoff contender, TCU at Iowa State. Uh, TCU is a 21-point favorite. Who do you like here? I like TCU to cover. By the way, looking ahead, not to yeah. next week. Did you? Did you happen? Have you happened to see who TCU closes the season against? Um, they, they they probably close the season. Uh, it can't be Baylor. It um, is Baylor. Is it? Yeah. That could be. Remember last year, the two of them didn't play, and uh, they had a. Uh, you know, we should both make the dance. That is going I can't wait for that game. What do you think the over under is on TCU Baylor considering none of them play defense? It's got to be 78. I'm calling your under over 78 is your over under. 80s 80s now it'll be in the 80s I think. You think it's going to be in the 80s? Wow. I do. If, could we see it's pretty impressive when you can tease a over to 90 points. Yes. Like <laughs> if it was 84 points, which I think is the most it would be, I'm going to tease to 90 and take the under, and I would not feel good about it, is the thing. No, because um, neither team knows how to play defense. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's absolutely horrible. You're, you're right, kind of looking ahead. So is TCU looking ahead in this game and possibly looking past Iowa State? No, because that game's not for another six to eight weeks, so I, I think TCU covers this game. Okay, well, I, I think that Iowa State... You know, and I'd have to look at this. TCU's not looking ahead. I think we talked about this. You don't even believe in looking ahead, period. But, you know, I think that Iowa State's one of those places that you go into, and they they play pretty decent at home. I mean, they lost the game against Iowa earlier in the year at home. But I, I like them to keep it, you know, respectably close. I've been fading TCU uh, throughout the season. It, it's bit me a couple times, but it, it's come out right more times than not. So I'm going to go ahead and fade TCU. I'm going to take Iowa State in the points. Uh, go the other way on this one. Um, all right, back in the SEC, we got Missouri at Georgia. I, I, I'm really going to be bored by this game, I think. Uh, Georgia's a 16-point favorite, who you like? This was the most shocking spread of the week to me. That it was that it was only sixteen. No, that it was as sixteen. I mean, Missouri looked awful last week, and Georgia's looked awful two weeks in a row. 
and obviously are without Shub, according to his mom, and people with eyes um, for the rest of the season. But after seeing how Missouri played against Florida, Georgia doesn't have Florida's defense, but I got to think on the road. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna take Missouri. I'm gonna take Missouri. All right. I think you were talking yourself into Georgia, and then you flipped at the end. I did. Missouri. I did. Um, is that what you did? I did exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> See, when that happens, that's never a good sign that you're making the right pick. That, that, at least that's my theory. But anyway, the um, uh, I'm going to take Georgia. I think that uh, Michelle, uh, the backup to Chubb, you know, he is the guy that um, were, were, were we talking about taking both Georgia running backs sometimes in a, in a, in a draft game? No, Alabama. Okay, both Alabama between uh, Derek Henry and whoever the backup is there. So, yeah, I think this is another situation where you have a pretty darn good backup at running back. And I think Georgia I, – I don't think Missouri's offense is, is – I, I think our defense looks good and they did a good job, but Missouri's – you want to know my DraftKings rule? Don't take a Missouri player. No. Don't take football players with women names. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. But anyway, I like Missouri. Uh, I don't like Missouri to cover this this game. I'll take Georgia to cover the 16. Um, other huge news, and, and i got to call you uh, Nostra Smokey on this one. Um, you've been calling. In fact, didn't you say, well, Sarkeesian's going to be drunk on the sidelines? Yes, I have. <laughs> you said it. He called that like, not only did you call the firing of Sarkeesian, but you called exactly the manner in which he would get fired or what he would do to get fired. So uh, what, what do you think about this game? we got USC without the Sarkeesian going to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, I'm more accurate than ESPN. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's not hard. That's true. That's true. And if the podcast would have gone on for a few hours last Thursday, I would have been Sarkeesian on the podcast. But no, the guy's got a serious problem. We hope he gets some help. But give me Notre Dame to cover this game easily. USC is a major mess. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Uh, FC is now a mess. Um, you know, I, I really thought at the beginning of the season they might be able to, to slide into one of those playoff spots. But I'll tell you what, then, then there's no way now. Notre Dame's playing for something USC really isn't. Give me the team that's playing for something I like Notre Dame to cover. You know what the motto of the next USC coach is going to be? Um, don't drink. I don't know what. Four more years because lately they only last one. Yeah, that's right. They, they don't have a large shelf life at USC uh, in the coaching uh, uh, shoes. I'll tell you that. Um, they probably, uh, you know, they, they, I guess they've learned from Lane Kiff that they're probably still paying him. Um, that they, they need to only sign people to one-year deals. Yeah. This is this is what you get for having a, a Pete Carroll who, you know, I mean, there was so much, so many rules he was breaking behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, this, this is payback, I guess. You know, this is what they deserve. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So we've got, um, we've got the next game. we got another guy that has a tendency to bend the rules a little bit. Um, but we've got... Urban Myers, Ohio State Buckeyes, hosting Penn State. Uh, Ohio State's a 17-point favorite. Who do you like? Gosh, if Penn State had any offense at all, I would take them to cover this in a heartbeat. But they're, 
They are just... Sackenberg. Sackenberg. Oh. No. Oh. Sackenberg is such a bad quarterback, he could have played for a Will Muschamp offense. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're taking Ohio State. I got to take Ohio. They got to cover one of these cover weeks. The yeah. Yeah. I'll take Ohio State. Yeah, I agree with you here. We keep saying this is going to be the week. Ohio State covers. This is going to be the week. Maybe they'll never win a game by more than like 10 points. I don't know. But um, Penn State's offense is just horrible. Ohio State should be able to cover easily in this game. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them to cover the 17. All right, two more games in the show. Uh, uh, kind of a playoff darling, Utah. Not Just one more thing about the Penn State offense. Go for it. Is it true that they look up to a Joker Phillips run offense? Oh, that, that, that's a that's a, a knock on on both Muschamp and Joker Phillips. But uh, you and I were talking about Joker Phillips was pretty bad at Kentucky. His record was was not good there. He told his family when he got fired at Kentucky, "Well, I'm going to have to do something other than coach football." And then Muschamp came calling. <laughs> that's very good, very good. So, who you like? Uh, Utah's favored by seven over Arizona State at home. Uh, who you like in this one? I got to go with some Mormons there. I mean, Arizona State, you know, they've disappointed. And, you know, every time I think Arizona State is going to be for real, they do something to screw me. So give me uh, the Utes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I like the Utes as well. Um, although Arizona State will probably make this a game. I'll tell you what, like, Arizona State's so Jekyll and Hyde. They lose by, like, 28 to USC, a team that hasn't improved proven to be very good, but then they turn around the next week and they beat UCLA on the road. So, I mean, who knows what's going to show up uh, in this game. Um, I like Utah. They, they definitely are going to be up for this game. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a night game there in Utah and um, they should be able to cover the seven. Alright, so we got one more game and speaking of big coaches, guy that, you know, I think this is the biggest game this week. You could have argued if Greer was healthy, or not healthy, but actually playing, that Florida LSU would be the big game of the week. But here we got Michigan State at Michigan. Got to tell you, I'm surprised by the spread. Probably gives away where I'm going with this one. But Michigan's a seven and a half point favorite. Who you like? Can Michigan shut out a team for the fourth time in a row? I don't think so. But I'm going to take the fighting Jim Harbaugh's to cover this game. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on Harbaugh yet, just like I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on Florida's defense. Um, I am going to uh, fade Michigan here. I like Michigan State. I'm surprised that it's so many points. I thought that for sure this would be a uh, uh, like a three-point game. How is the team that is undefeated and basically ranked number seven – I understand that they're on the road, but how are they in a seven and a half point dog? Three One consecutive shutouts will do that. Three shutouts? You think? You think it's the three shutout effect? Oh, definitely. Okay. Well, I mean, this is this is not Maryland. This is not even Northwestern coming in. So, I mean, uh, definitely, and this isn't a BYU team that's playing with the backup quarterback. So, I mean, let's keep in mind that Michigan shutout teams that don't really have decent quarterback play. If Connor Cook can put together anything against this team, I think Michigan State should win this game. So I'm going to take Michigan State and the points, and I'm going to be happy. And I had not locked in a game, so you know what that means. That's my lock of the week right there. 
Michigan State over Michigan. They win this game outright. Um, all right. So that does it for, for one week on the podcast. Um, some great games, really. Florida LSU, Alabama Texas A&M, Michigan State Michigan. Uh, I think it's going to be a great week. I can't wait to sit down and, and watch all these games. What I'll give you the final word. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just hoping there's no more earth-shattering news before this weekend. But uh, it was a wild week in college football on and off the field. Let us know what the biggest story of the week or what the biggest game of the week upcoming is. And you can tweet us in at SmokeyBanditCFB or shoot us in uh, more than 140 characters at SmokeyAndTheBanditCFB at Yahoo.com. And the keg is untapped. Concentrated power of will. 5% play.